great to be with you, although it's such a shame that I can't be with you in person. No doubt the guys have communicated the, that uh, Steph and the kids have got COVID. And so uh, here I am, the last bastion of resistance to uh, COVID, the COVID virus at this point. But nevertheless, I am here at home with them. And so rather than be with you, you are here with me in my lounge room. Welcome. And, uh, and it's December already, which means that we start our Christmas series, which, as the guys would have said earlier, is entitled The Watch, Christ's First Advent. So let me ask you a question. When you think of Advent, what do you think about? Now, it's not a typical word that we use during the course of the year, is it? We typically use it around the Christmas time. But when you hear Advent, what do you think about? Maybe you think about an Advent wreath. Wreath? Is that how you say it? Any of you got one of those? <laughs> Maybe an Advent candle. Maybe an Advent candle. Anything else? Yes. I know what you're thinking. It's the same thing I think when I think of the word Advent. Of course, Advent calendars. We all love an Advent calendar, don't we? Who's got one? Hands up. Yeah, I can see a few of you point hands up there. <laughs> well, our kids have got Advent calendars. Steph and I have Advent calendars. They're actually behind me. And uh, as a church, you know, we give out uh, fair trade chocolate advent calendars to our uh, feed guests, our care centre guests, uh, through various touch points, whether that be our emergency food bank feed or through the bridge or through bridge program, or whether it be in our family uh, Christmas shop that we give out family toys, our toy room. And um, we give that, those advent calendars together with the real Christmas story. And so uh, it's a blessing to be able to bless others in that way during this season. But you know, the thing about Advent is that there is more to it, of course, than just Advent calendars, great though they are. So let me ask you the question, what do you think the word Advent actually means? Now, it's not a word invented by Hallmark, if you're thinking that's the case, or Coca-Cola, or Cadbury's to sell more chocolates. Advent is actually a Latin word which comes from the Latin word Adventus and uh, Latin word it means coming, coming. So when we arrive at the Advent season we are in the season of coming and no surprises on who we celebrate the coming of, it's Jesus of course. And the thing is, though, with the Advent season, it was invented this period of time around 500 AD, and it was designed to be a period of four Sundays in the lead up to Christmas, four weeks, to prepare one's hearts for the coming of Jesus. And here's the thing. There are actually three comings that we celebrate during Advent, which I want to briefly look at as it forms a foundation for the next three weeks talks. And let's look at these three together well the first one the first one is of course no surprise to any of us it's of course the one that we typically think about and that's the coming of Jesus over 2000 years ago in Bethlehem and why don't we just read that together that just a story of that uh, we read in the book of Matthew chapter 1 I'm going to read from verses uh, 18 to 23 you can join with me if you have a bible in the room or your smart device it'll be on the screen as well let me read this I'm reading it from the ESV bible it says this now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to, betrothed to Joseph 
Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isn't that just wonderful? And during this Advent season, we often read the story, don't we, of Jesus's birth. We sing carols that talk about the birth of Jesus and the wise men coming from afar, bearing gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. We uh, watch nativity plays with Mary and Joseph walking around the school hall trying to find an inn with the innkeeper boldly proclaiming, sorry, we have no space in the inn. And so we oftentimes, don't we, we celebrate that story of Jesus' first coming 2,000 years ago. And it is an opportunity for our hearts to be warmed as we recognise and remember that for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life, John 3.16. It is that wonderful opportunity to recognise that Jesus who was with God in the beginning. Jesus didn't just, you know, when he, when uh, the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem didn't just exist at that point, he has always existed. But he made a choice to come as a baby, fully God and fully man, to, to die for our sins. And that is just a wonderful thing to celebrate the coming of Jesus 2,000 years ago. But as I said, there's three. So what are the other two? Well, the second one is that we celebrate and it is a reminder for us of the invitation that Jesus can come into our hearts now, today and every day. Because because of Christ's first advent, we can experience the coming of Jesus in our lives today. That is the promise. You see, when we celebrate Christmas, it's not just a celebration of a historical event which actually happened. It is also a reminder that Jesus can be with us and comes into our hearts today. The same Jesus that was born 2000 years ago is the same Jesus that invites us to have relationship with him today. You know, the Apostle Paul in the letter to the church in Ephesus uh, said this, and I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 17. He says this, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant to you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. And listen to this. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you been rooted and grounded in love. You see that in this Advent season is a reminder for us that Christ can come and comes into our hearts. That is the gospel message, isn't it? That we are saved not by works, lest any man should boast, but by faith through grace in Christ alone. And that as we have faith in him, that the faith that he came 2000 years ago, we experience the presence of Jesus by the Holy Spirit in our lives today. And of course, that is not just a one off event when we become Christians. 
You know, in Revelation 3.20, it says this, Behold, I stand, this is Jesus, at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. That is the invitation this Advent season. And it's worth saying that this was in one of the letters to the churches. We often use this um, when we talk about um, evangelism, to say Jesus is knocking at the door. But, but actually the context of this was he was speaking to the church. In other words, there's a reminder for us Christians, for those of us who are watching this, who are believers in Jesus, that that invitation is every day, every day to spend time with Jesus. And so maybe this Advent season is a reminder for you that while we enjoy the celebration of what happened 2000 years ago, a reminder of the invitation that he can come into your hearts anew and afresh today. But of course, I mentioned three. So you must be thinking, so what's the third one? Well, the third, this is probably the least reflected. But this has historically been celebrated in the Advent season to prepare our hearts is watching for Christ's second Advent. You might be responding at this point, what? You mean there's more than one Advent? Yeah. You see, Jesus is coming back to this world. Not this time as a lowly baby, but as a king and as judge. And you know, if you've been with us any length of time, you would have heard me speak about the fact that we're here for but a moment and that we will spend eternity with Christ. That he is coming back to judge the world and to restore this earth and for us to receive glorified bodies as we as, as I've talked about in a previous series called His Story where we get raptured up and we have our new glorified bodies we are going to dwell with Christ here on a restored earth for all eternity that is the most exciting thing and that is is there for us to have hope but it is equally there for us to prepare our hearts you know Bernard of Claveau a French a 12th century monk said it this way. This Advent season offers the opportunity to share in the ancient longing for the coming of the Messiah and to be alert for his second coming. I wonder whether in our modern world and our Western culture, we have lost this ancient longing for Christ to come. I know in my own life, the more I walk with the Lord, the more I desire him as, as deep cries unto deep, the more I see the evil and the depravity and the sin around us in this fallen world, the more my heart cries out for him, the more I long for his appearing. And it says in Titus 2.13 that we are to look for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of the great God and our Saviour Jesus Christ. And it says in Matthew 24, 42, it says this, Therefore, listen, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. You know, throughout the New Testament, it frequently talks about, and, and uh, in the epistles, should I say, eagerly expecting the Lord, eagerly watching and waiting. And so the Advent season historically has been a period of time as we prepare for Christmas Day, not just to celebrate the truth and the reality that Jesus came 2,000 years ago, not just the reality and the truth that we celebrate that Jesus can come into our hearts today, but that we are called to prepare our hearts and watch eagerly 
and long for his coming again. And I don't know about you, but that challenges me as I prepare my heart in this Advent season. You know, a nice summary of these three, three comings is this that I found. That Christmas, the Advent season, is a celebration of Christ in the flesh in Bethlehem, in our hearts daily, and in glory at the end of time. I rather like that. There's so much more to Christmas if we think about it in this way, a time for us to intentionally prepare our hearts. And so what I'd like to do, having laid out those three things that we celebrate during Advent, I want to focus on this week and the next couple of weeks on the subject of watching. Watch. That's why this series is called The Watch, which weaves throughout the Advent season and is also weaved throughout the Christmas story at the time of Christ's first Advent. You know, when we read about the Christmas story, we see groups of people who are watching during the first Advent, don't we? Watching, of course, for different things and for different reasons. So what are those uh, three groups that we watch? Well, of course, there's the shepherds who watch their flocks by night. Of course, that's made popular by that lovely carol song, isn't it? While shepherds watch their flocks by night, or seated on the ground. Not to be confused by, while shepherds wash their socks by night, which of course is a popular rendition. Uh, but of, of course, not, not, should I say, historically accurate. But of course, the shepherds were watching. The scriptures talk about these group of people watching their sheep. Who else was watching? Well, second, Herod and the scribes, they were watching. See, Herod was watching for the competition. Herod knew, they knew the Messiah was to come, the true king of the Jews. And so that's why Herod, as you know the story, and we'll look at it in the next couple of weeks, responded in the way he did because he didn't want to give up his throne. And so he, has, he was watching. And third, of course, the wise men. They were intentionally watching the stars. They were actively watching for the Christ, the much promised Messiah to come. And we will also unpack that uh, in the weeks, in the couple of weeks to come as well. And so you, here you go in the Christmas story. Three, we got three weeks and we've got three groups who are watching. And this week, I'd like us just to look a little bit at the shepherds, that first group. And what we're going to do is we're going to read together the story of these wonderful shepherds that we find in the book of Luke. Let's read from there, chapter 2. And we're going to look from uh, verses 8 to 14. So turn with me, if you will. It'll be on the screen as well. Let me see if I can find my place. Here we go. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. 
And in fact, I'll carry on reading a little bit longer. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Wow, isn't that just an amazing account? Can you imagine? I love it when the it says in the, in the scriptures, doesn't it? Typically when an angel shares, shows up, the person responds in fear. And the angel always says, fear not. I mean, I suspect if we were out there, you know, in, in, the, in the starry night and all of a sudden this host of angels, we would probably be quite fearful ourselves, I'm sure. And you say, what I love about this story is that these, these shepherds were minding their own business, weren't they, essentially? I mean, when it says they were watching their flocks by night, that's really modern vernacular for they were minding their own business, getting on with their normal day, doing what they always did. Another ordinary night for these ordinary shepherds. But what is just so amazing and beautiful about this story is that, that in the midst, in the midst of ordinary, something extraordinary happened in the midst of ordinary watching ordinary doing what they normally did every day something extraordinary happened the proclamation that the savior of the world had come an invitation to see and behold the king and you know what i find fascinating about this story is the angels didn't force these guys to go and see jesus did they they proclaim the good news and it says in the scriptures that the shepherd says, let's go find this baby. They had a choice they could make. And, you know, I think that we can apply this story to our present day. In many ways, we are like these shepherds watching. I don't know how many of you watch sheep at night. Probably none of you. Maybe one of you. Who knows? But we watch things, don't we? We, we do our normal day to day. We watch the things that we do, whether... That'd be at home or at play or at work. And of course, you know, in this busy season, we're watching for lots of things. Maybe literally watching wonderful, wonderful TV. I love watching Christmas movies. Who started watching Christmas movies? Yeah, Steph and I have and the kids. The new Home Alone movie is pretty good. Very funny. But we love watching things at Christmas. But I want to challenge us and ask the question. How do we respond to the present day proclamation that Jesus can come into our hearts today, that he's waiting to spend time with us. We get so distracted, don't we, watching what the world has to offer, that oftentimes we miss out just being still and knowing that he is God and hearing that small, quiet whisper that says, come and see and spend time with me. You know, as I said at the start of this talk, the Advent season isn't just a celebration of, a, of a, a historical fact, an event which occurred 2000 years ago. Because if we just do that, in some respects, while it's a celebration of Thanksgiving, we almost have an excuse to disconnect ourselves from a response, a personal response now. But if we realise that the Advent season is also an opportunity for us to respond to the coming of Christ into our hearts today, well then it rather asks the question, how are we preparing our hearts in the lead up to Christmas Day? I know that as I've spent time looking at this story and spending time on this word, I have felt challenged in this. And so I want to just give us all a time to respond. 
as we just pause and as we think about us as shepherds, how would we respond to that invitation? Because that invitation is for you. And can I just say at this point, what I loved about the shepherds, they go and see Jesus. And then what does it say? They went and told everybody else. <laughs> you see, Christmas, the Advent season is an amazing opportunity to spread the good news of Christ to a world. It gives us an opportunity and a doorway to say, you know, that same Jesus that we're celebrating, who was who came as a baby 2000 years ago, is the same Jesus that is alive today and that is inviting you to have a relationship with him. There might be someone in your life, in your world, in your family or your friends, people you bump into that are needing to hear the message that we're not just celebrating a Jesus that came 2000 years ago, but a Jesus that's alive today. You know, this is only a, a short talk, but what I do want to do is end with a prayer that I found from a lady called Renee Swope. And maybe this is a good opportunity for me to invite the band up as I do this. And uh, if that's appropriate, Richard might say, no, no, we'll keep the band there. But hey, band, why don't you come up? And why don't I invite you all to stand at this point? Because I want to read this prayer. If this prayer has resonated with you, uh, sorry, this talk has resonated with you, then I want to give you an opportunity to respond in your heart. And can I say before I read the prayer out and before the band come up, that maybe you're listening to this and you've yet to say yes to Jesus for the first time. If that's you, our prayer team, my right, your left, would love to pray with you at the end of the service. Let me read this prayer together. This Advent, Lord, come to the manger of my heart. Fill me with your presence from the very start. As I prepare for the holidays and gifts to be given, remind me of the gift you gave when you sent your son from heaven. The first Christmas gift, it was the greatest gift ever. You came as a baby born in a manger, wrapped like the gifts I find under my tree, waiting to be opened to reveal your love for me. Restore to me the wonder that came with Jesus' birth when he left the riches of heaven and wrapped himself in rags of earth. Emmanuel, God with us, your presence came that night and angels announced into your darkness God brings his light. Do not be afraid, they said to shepherds in the field. Speak to my heart today, Lord, and help me to yield. Make me like those shepherd boys, obedient to your call. Setting distractions and worries aside, to you I surrender them all. Surround me with your presence, Lord, I long to hear your voice. Clear my mind of countless concerns and all the holiday noise. Slow me down this Christmas. Let me not be in a rush. In the midst of parties and planning, I want to feel your hush. This Christmas, Jesus, come to the manger of my heart. Invade my soul like Bethlehem, bringing peace to every part. Dwell within and around me as I unwrap your presence each day. Keep me close to you, Lord. It's in your wonderful name I pray. Amen.